You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Oz Network for our. I normally say continued coverage, but we're not doing Total Drama Island today. Our brand new coverage of one of the most exciting reality TV shows to ever exist. Uh, I'm kind of speechless. I'm not even sure what to say about this show because it's just that good, that interesting, that entertaining <laughs> that we have to sit here and talk about it week after week after week, rave about how much we love Phil and our calluses that we have and how strong we are and even though we're strong we're underestimated in our own fields and and everything um i don't know with this we're here to talk about tough as nails i'm not sure how long this will last uh maybe it's just gonna be the premiere and the ending uh maybe we'll come in for the merge maybe the merge will be in the episode um i'm not sure what to do because i'm not sure the show knows what it's going to be doing but we're here for the premiere and we've got quite a collection of people um maybe they can say why they're tough as nails when i introduce them uh colin's here colin <laughs> hello thank you and to quote the expert on the train track challenge <laughs> are you sure that wasn't them during the coal muffle <laughs> <laughs> sorry to quote the contestants on the coal challenge <laughs> Um, and he's also here to talk about his calluses. Jared, welcome. Yeah, I'm I'm repping the um, sport or gym calluses, but uh, according to Melissa, they're not real. So um, <laughs> sorry, Melissa, for letting you down. Yeah, you didn't do hard work to get those calluses. You uh, does you, you went to air conditioned rooms to do that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so tough as nails. Um, Colin, you said you had a lot of thoughts. Yeah. Do you love it? <laughs> well, I, I I was pretty sure at the time that this aired, I was the first of the three of us to watch it because I was watching it live. And I didn't want to jade anybody's opinion. So I simply just said, I have some opinions on this show. Um, now that we're here, let me just get over with. Uh, there is a phrase associated with television shows uh, when they basically cross the point of being just utterly stupid. It's called jumping the shark. Uh, the movie equivalent of that is nuking the fridge, which comes from Indiana Jones. Uh, I think we finally have the reality show version of that, which I want to call laying the brick because <laughs> laying the bricks on television is literally the television equivalent of watching paint dry. This show was painful in so many ways. Uh, Jared, were you uh, on the same boat? Or are you the secret closet fan of this show? <laughs> no, and I really wanted to like it, but I think uh, that the toughest thing uh, about this was getting through the episode. Um, <laughs> it was just—I understand it's the premiere, and I'm—I'm I'm kind of interested to see maybe like it, it gets better when it's not the first episode. But it was such a slog to get through, and it was so long. <laughs> Yeah, it felt, I was like, when I saw it, I was like two hours for an episode of Tough as Nails. Survivor premieres aren't even two hours anymore. <laughs> like, I was shocked. I guess they're really, at this time of, uh, you know, 
our current climate, like we're desperate for TV or something. So they had to extend this premiere to be two hours. But man, it was like you said, it was such a slog and it was, you know, I, I sometimes think about like Survivor Borneo and there was the, the, the nostalgia of like, here's Colleen and here's her at her like office job and stuff like that. But we got like three times the amount of that on these contestants, like, and then some of them were even on filming on fake sets. Like I remember the cop who works at the prison, she walked through these like fake prison bars (laughs) and I was just like, some of these things were so like off and like, it didn't make sense. And one of my personal biggest critiques of the premiere is that it didn't feel like a premiere episode. Like there was nothing special about it. Like there was no grandness. And then we were so confused. Like I had no idea what these rules were. What does it mean to be in the team challenge? Does that mean that, like I thought based on what we saw that the team challenge meant that that team was safe and the other team was going to be putting someone up for elimination, but they were filmed out of order. So uh, I don't know what to think. It, I, I'll just say I, I've only got a couple of minutes here, so um, let me get my rants out of the way <laughs> while I still have time here. Um, I mean, I agree with both of you. There are so many problems with this show. The biggest issue to me, we, we talk about this on Total Drama Island, which people can listen to our coverage on a great TV show that is scripted and <laughs> way more real than this, um, <laughs> where uh, my personal pet peeve are just the episodes where it's literally just one challenge for a whole episode. And I think that's one of the biggest problems of the show, one of the many problems of the show, but we're just watching challenges. Like, there is nothing else to it, and they've filled out two hours with all these sob stories, and, you know, I'm, I'm not devaluing anybody's personal stories or stuff like that, but, like, I'm so tired of this on shows. You need to do these in small doses. You can't have 12 contestants all telling the same thing. You know, I had a hard life because of this. Okay, okay. literally all I learned throughout this show is that you could put a camera on anybody on the planet and produce some type of sob story. Jamie's watching this thing. They could produce a sob story for anybody, like literally anybody. It doesn't matter how good or how bad your life is. They're just pinpointing one thing about these people and to say, oh, it's so hard. I'm, again, not devaluing, but when we got a person telling about six times throughout the course of this show, I was homeless a year ago and now I'm a homeowner. Is that a sob story or is that saying you had a rough patch and you came out a bigger winner than most of the contestants watching this? Like, are we supposed to be watching this show feeling like, you know, these people are undervalued because of, you know, the type of job they're doing when this lady can buy a home in one year? I mean, I don't know what it's like in Australia or in America, but for the most part, the trades these people are working in are the jobs where you become millionaires in only a couple years. And I don't understand what the purpose is, what is trying to tell us. I just got so tired of just endless, endless. My life was hard because of this. My life was hard because of this. And then the the choosing the contestants. Okay, so you're going with blue collar jobs. Fine, build a show around that. What is a gate agent? I had to Google this. I, I If you said to me, I'm a gate agent, my mind would immediately go to, you're the person who takes the tickets at an airport. I was just trying to figure out how does it fit into this show? I was legitimately confused. I'm like, is this a person who wakes at, works at a gate at a factory? Do they build the gates? I don't know what it is. How do they fit in? Only to Google and realize that's legitimately what a gate agent is. Like, you pick one contestant who does not fit in with the rest of this, and then you say, but she could do 50 burpees, okay? <laughs> so can the majority of the people on the planet. Again, not to devalue what these people do for a living. It's just 
stupidity to build a show around it and make it like they're all these underdogs when every person has the same story. Oh, and then quickly just moving on. The challenges. Okay. I now understand why Survivor every single week will do run into the ocean, pick up puzzle pieces, bring it back to the beach, put together a puzzle because there are multiple parts of the challenge. It isn't 20 minutes straight of one tedious task. All of these people are, are in a trade where they are doing the same thing every single day. There's not a lot of variety to shoveling coal or laying brick or using a wheelbarrow to transport unmixed cement. It is the same tedious thing over and over and over again. And the only variety in this episode was the personal stories, which again, all became tedious as well. It was just, oh, it was painful. And then let's throw these brilliant production values out there, like I said, of the expert in the train challenge, who they could not mic properly to introduce in the premiere episode what the task was, where he sounds like freaking Bane from The Dark Knight Rises. Oh, I just, I just wanted it to be over. But like Jared said, I'm curious to see where it'll go for a second week. And one last thing before I go here. Um... Like Jared said, what are the rules here? You get eliminated and then you have to participate in the challenges still to build more money for the eventual winner? Is this going to motivate the eliminated contestants? I want to work harder to earn somebody else's prize money? I just don't get it. Much like our Total Drama Island series, after the premiere, I want to get your pre- your winner pick right now. Call it who's the winner of Toughest Nails. Yeah, I'm going to go with the only person that I thought brought a little bit of life to the show and wasn't just... And again, this is not against the contestants. It's against the production of the show where every single segment was boo-hoo, boo-hoo. The, the Marine guy at least had a little bit of life to him. And it wasn't just feel sorry for me. I mean, he, he seemed fun. He seemed energetic. He seemed like the type of person you want to watch on another reality show. So I'm going with him. Sadly, I do have to leave now, though. But uh, I'm very interested to hear the rest of your guys' opinions uh, once this episode airs. So okay. take care and stay tough as nails, everybody. Yeah, you weren't tough enough to last this episode. Mm. So. I was not tough enough. <laughs> you know, a country strong, that's for sure. <laughs> Good day. <laughs> Well, that was. Um, we have to say <laughs> What's left to say? Um, I guess we could talk about like sort of. I kind of broke down what I was thinking in different chunks of the episode. Like the first chunk was this like monologuing that Phil was doing, with a mm. little bit of like who these people are. Um, in general, were there any cast standouts for you in the episode? I'll say because we really didn't get moments at all in the episode. I mean, to to me, like the big the big standout of the show is uh, Michelle, um, or as I like to think of her, Carol from The Walking Dead. Um, <laughs> and then I think outside of that, I don't know, Michelle like Lee's like feels like best mate on the sh- on the show. Obviously, like anytime like Phil's throwing something, he's like, "Let's throw to Lee because he's old and he's got those calloused hands," which <laughs> we saw like ten times throughout the episode. Um, I think like the cast, like I-, I don't know, would call them strong. Like, um, I feel like it- there's like some nice diversity amongst the cast, but. I think like Colin said, like Michelle just feels like a real kind of out of left field pick. Um, And I almost would have liked if we'd had 
more of that because I feel like there's nobody on this cast who I like relate to. I'm sure if you're a blue collar worker, you relate to all of them. But then if you're not, like, what's your buy into this show? Like, is it just meant to make everybody who doesn't do that type of work seem to be lazy and not tough? And like, I don't know, it feels like talking about like mental toughness as well, but I didn't see a lot of it in the episode. Yeah, someone had tweeted <clears throat> before this, like either after the premiere or like before it started, it was like essentially Survivor blue collar versus blue collar. And yeah, that's a good point. Like, I didn't even think of it that way that these people are all blue collar. So what's what's like someone who works at a desk's appeal to watch the show? I don't need to sit on my couch and watch people suffer. So it was weird. I I don't know how to feel. I just there were so many things that were just wrong in the premiere for me. Like I said, there was nothing grand about it. Like I was thinking of Survivor seasons where you know they're flying, even in the nowadays where it's not like an exciting new location, but like you're flying over islands, you're seeing the water, or they're coming on the boat. And like the waves are splashing and people are going to lose their hats and all that, the drama, then Jeff's in the helicopter and all that kind of stuff. Or even on The Amazing Race, they have the buildup of these are the teams and here's the people. And, you know, they're going to a new location to start off the race or something. This was not that. It talked about this preseason casting tour that they did, which I knew nothing about. I don't know if you did. No, and that was just that was so much of the episode. Like, are, are they who are they trying to convince that they've picked like the top of the toughest contestants out there? It was like they were like they didn't believe it themselves, and they're trying to pass it off as like, look at all these people we looked at, and these are like who we picked, and they're the toughest of the tough. And I'm like, it just felt weird having that whole segment in, and it was like like they made them do like activities like there was like the burpee thing that colin mentioned and i'm like but is this like what like what was their selection criteria it just seemed weird to like include that at all yeah i don't know what the the trust country tour did why can't you just have people apply like a survivor season like but we only want these people i don't know it just seemed weird and very risky to do like a stunt like that for a show that may not get the full season like this is a questionable to get a full season so i don't know like it just seems very risky to do all that advertising for a show that might not last uh, yeah i just i like i don't have a problem with it because i mean other like shows like do like a similar thing of like like open call outs for like cast and whatnot but it just seemed weird to have it so entrenched in the episode and taking away not that i wanted to hear more of people's backstory but like this episode just could have been so much more condensed and i think there still would have been issues and things that i don't like about and the fact that i can't like connect to anybody in the cast but it would have felt like a tighter episode and i think it would have been more enjoyable and better rather than just being so extended the fact too that like we had to get everybody's backstory in like the one episode like you like you couldn't have i know that kind of if you spread it out it, it gives away who's like going in terms of we haven't got their backstory yet that like they're safe but like i feel like just you could have spread this out over like a couple of episodes rather than hearing from everybody in like the premiere yeah it could have used the like australian survivor treatment of like mm-hmm. Not everyone's getting a premiere backstory, but like some people are like in episode two and three and they're building people later. 
especially because everyone kind of gave a little bit of the same story. Like everyone's background is obviously different. They're all different jobs, different, you know, ages and all these sorts of different markers that are going to make it different. But essentially they're all like, I had to be strong. I had to fight through stuff. Like they say the same stuff, they, the cliche stuff they're all going to say. So yeah, like we didn't need all of that. And then they like get brought in on this like work site and it's like not even glamorous. They're sitting on these like piles of whatever the the task was that they had to do. Uh, it, it just made no sense. It was totally like back alley production. Uh, it just didn't work for me. Mm. No, I think I feel like it feels like <laughs> that's what they're going to. And they're playing up this like a- aesthetic of like, um, like, tough as nails like blue collar like it's just an average construction site but i think to your point like you can do that but you don't have to make it any like less less grand or or anything like um whoever like the fisherman lady is like uh callie her like backstory and she's like on the boat like you could do like a challenge like that like with like waves and whatnot and like it doesn't have to look like low budget like you can have the grandeur and keep it in like it's like blue collar roots at the same time. I think maybe some of the stunts. I feel like the the last, not the last challenge, but the that team challenge that seemed the most grand out of everything mm. that we saw. So mm-hmm. I think that there are hints that they're getting there, and some of the shots, like the, it did the full season recap at the premiere, like thing that shows love to do, I which hate. I hate. <laughs> But I, I usually skip it, but I watched some some of it this time. And so, like, some of them seem pretty grand. Like, they were at an oil refinery or, or something like that. They were at big sites. So it seemed like they're getting there. But we'll, we'll have to see. I think, like, you make a good point. We'll see how this the rest of the season goes. So I guess we'll talk about this first challenge, which was the, like, wheelbarrow challenge where they had to transport 24 different whatever it is. I don't even know what it was, unmixed cement or concrete or whatever mm-hmm. it was to, from one side to the other, and they had to navigate the tiny bridges. And there was drama because Linda knocked into the guy and he knocked it down. <laughs> so we had to restart at the end. <laughs> A dick move, but... Um, and, you know, who's going to do it? Like, it just... It was... My critique... It was too long. <laughs> like It took so much time. Yes, we saw this similar concept on Survivor where they had to transport logs and coconuts. But that was when they're just running and there's like the same challenge. No one's getting disadvantaged. It's just, it didn't work. It just didn't work. It was too long. And it makes no sense. How do I know who's doing well, who's not doing well? Because it just shows who's in the lead. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. It was too long. And then I think the the issue with having, like, a really long challenge is then, like, Phil has to, like, commentate the whole thing. And I'm like, what can he really say? Like, it's just people wheelbarrowing cement. Like, you, you can't make that exciting as, as a commentator. And I feel like he was really trying. But I'm like, this isn't a survivor challenge where you've got, like, a massive lead change or somebody, like, takes a dramatic tumble or, like, you can, like... It's not the type of show, too, where he can bag out contestants for being slow. Like, like there's no... He just has to be, like, really, like, uplifting and supportive the whole time. So it just... It was, yeah, just too long and awkward. And the fact that... Which is a thing with all these challenges, which I really hate, is, like, we have to have the, like... (laughs) 
just just finish it off finish strong finish off I'm like I don't care like I know that's like the mentality that they're trying to push like oh they're so tough they've lost but they're still going on like but like it's annoying in Survivor it's annoying here it's like you've lost (laughs) stop like as soon as Danny won that challenge, I was like, "Stop! <laughs> Call a halt to it! Stop! It's over! It's finished! I don't need to know who comes second, third, fourth. This didn't even like they made a big point throughout these challenges of like, oh, you'll get to see who finishes second and and close to the top, and that will help picking your team. Which like they just seem to like completely throw out the window with some of like the team picks anyway. That I was yeah, I don't need to see this." I don't need to see this. I don't need your apparent suspense of like, oh, how many how many bags of cement did Danny bring on his final trip? <laughs> Has he made it? Is it three? Wow, congrats. Like, no, 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 no. Like, just, I think the issue was like, the particularly like these first two tasks is that they're trying to do like, like let's pick an occupation and then just do an average day's work. But... It's that thing of like, yes, do elements of their job, but make it more exciting than than Will Barring Cement, which was more interesting than like the next challenge. <laughs> One thing that we has like people we talk about for reality TV is that there's this like fine line between it's just a game, it's just a show, and like this is reality, just like a smaller version of it. And like Blending those two is what makes reality TV like interesting. When it's too much of one way or the other, it's not interesting. And I felt like this was very much reality to a T. Like, this is what they do at the job site. We're going to do this as the challenge. Like, there was no extra drama to it. I guess the reason that I resonated so much with the that team challenge is that there is no way in the real world people are pulling the train car across tracks. <laughs> Like, mm. so I was like, that's like an exciting new element that's tough as nails specific. Like they're going to play the track and then they're going to pull the cart themselves. Across. Like that's exciting. Just yeah. laying brick on a wall that, you know, these guys that come in that, <laughs> that try to build up didn't work. Um, right. So can we started on like the jean wearing army with, with their polo shirts that are tucked in and then like head honcho fastest ever wall builder has to be in a different colored shirt and we hear from the expert and watch like the demo like like are we watching the block right now or like some renovation show yeah the build-up really just didn't work particularly for that moment and just like the literalness of this is what i do every day like there's nothing exciting about it like make it a challenge that he does this guy could do every day but like amp it up a little, do the twist. Like, all right, you're going to only get to do it with one arm or something like that. How much more mm-hmm. exciting would that brick challenge be if like someone had to do it with one arm and then you get like, you know, Lee or Michelle or whoever knocking the brick wall over because they lost control or something like that would be more exciting. Like make these challenges more exciting, especially because my one of my big critiques is if it's going to be real life challenges, that is so unfair if you're like, all right, now we're going to do a fisherman's challenge. Like, who's going to win that? So, like, if you don't amp it up, then it's so unfair for the one person who's this is their job or close to their job. Like, it, it just makes the playing field not level. Yeah, I, and I, I really feel like the challenges are probably going to get tougher as, as the show goes on. But 
I think in the premiere you should have had like a really tough challenge. And that's not to say that these things weren't tough, but just nothing felt like next level. Like I, the train pulling was as close as we got like next level. This is like out there. They're like pulling like a carriage, but like the cement, I'm like, sure it's heavy but like i imagine most people can transport like a wheelbarrow of cement even across a tiny beam like and like build a wall terribly like it just wasn't like the level of that they were hyping it up to be with with all the like it would have been fine but then they chuck in all the like we've scoured the country and these are like the toughest people you'll ever find and now we're going to give them mundane everyday challenges that like anybody could do yeah, I think, like, especially, like, the concept is, like, you're supposed to be taking these hardworking people and you're going to put them on this show to prove how tough they are and win money, which is, like, huge for them. Like, they need this money. It'll change their lives. But, like, the the lackluster thought of, like, I left my family and my job for weeks to come here and lay bricks. Like, yes, you could earn money every single week. Like, teams already earned $2,000 on one challenge but just like to think that you just have to come away and go on a show just to lay bricks like there's just nothing exciting about that like as a as a contestant Mm -hmm. and i think this is where in these mundane challenges is where you're missing like an office worker or like some other person who you've kind of tried to spin into the toughest nails category who like like all these people like we've i've never laid bricks in my life i'm like but you've done really you've done similar things you're good with your hands like it it doesn't feel like they've been pushed out of their comfort zone as all at all where if you had an office worker or like somebody else who's not in like in that environment at all and you put them in this situation then i feel like you could have got a lot more uh, comedic moments and just like interesting uh tidbits and, and character development yeah there are no highs and lows with any of these episodes like there is just just straight through the middle like nothing overly dramatic nothing overly terrible like it's just all right good you got it done um, and even the person that they have on the cast, which is the most out of place, like Michelle, is getting like the storyline of like, look how tough she is. She's just doing as everything else that everyone else can. Like she laid that brick wall better than anyone else. Like, you know, it's just it wasn't working the way that they set up the storylines as well. Did it make sense, especially with the challenge? I wanted to talk about the team division because that was very interesting. <laughs> My biggest takeaway is the fact that Linda was, like, last picked, despite the fact that she seemed the strongest woman there. Yeah, that was really weird to me, and I would have liked some more... Yeah, where was the drama? Where was, like, the input of, like, what, like, people were thinking? Where was the cut to, like, confessionals after they picked somebody and, like, um, I picked so-and-so first because of this or because of that? Instead, we just get, like, every time they pick somebody, they're like, I pick... uh, uh, Linda, because she's strong. I'm like, yeah, but you picked her second to to last. Like, I understand you picked her second to last, maybe because you're annoyed at her because she ran into your wheelbarrow early. And it like, are we meant to be like remembering that and putting two and two together that she's not getting picked because of that? But then, like, why does the guy on the other team hate her? Yeah, that that was the one moment too in the team thing where I'm like, this doesn't make sense. Like, why is she? being picked last there's something's obviously happened that you haven't shown us and every like nobody can stand her or, or like 
there's feel felt like it was just like missing that link there because yeah she was the first woman to finish the the wheelbarrow i think and then she had like no mistakes in like the brick wall so she's physically and mentally tough and she's got attention to detail and she's like they're building her up as the person who should be picked really early and then she's second to last it didn't make any sense yeah and like she didn't even get a confessional saying like I was shocked to be picked. Just say something from her perspective, even like I didn't get it. If we're not going to hear anything about why they didn't just say, oh, that was weird. I didn't expect that. Like maybe not first, but not last. Like it just made, oh, it was so weird. And we got our two teams, Dirty Hands (laughs) versus the Savage Crew. Not quite as uh, exciting as the Killer Bass and Screaming Gophers, but um, we'll deal. Along the same, I just, I can't believe they got to pick their own names. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. But, like, this, this team division, can we just talk about how much better <laughs> Savage Crew is than Dirty Hands? <laughs> and this is the problem later in the episode that you mentioned where the best team there is out there of the two by Country Mile, Savage Crew, wins the train building challenge and then somehow somebody from that team can still go home and have to clock out well i was gonna wait to get to it but i mean yes uh i don't agree savage crew way better um but the issue that i had with some of these challenges is that they were filmed out of order or shown out of order because the last challenge that the clock out challenge or overtime or was it overtime they called it overtime yeah 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 overtime <laughs> was filmed after they picked the teams because they're all wearing their initial outfits that they wore when they met Phil on the, at the first, you know, day or whatever. Mm -hmm. So like Lynette was eliminated and then she won $2,000 a part of the team challenge. Uh, But they just edited them, put them in out of order because they had to have a team challenge in an episode to show us what they are all about. It was just a mess. Yeah, I, I, uh, I feel like we'll get to that. Let's talk about just the team challenge in general first, I suppose. I mean, best challenge, right? Like, I thought it was the most exciting challenge. Best challenge. We had a come from behind victory. I love that, like, that Michelle had a purpose because she, like, clearly, if it's going to be a physical challenge, she's like at like the biggest disadvantage out of like this group. And we've said she feels like the odd one out, particularly when it comes to physical challenge. Not that she hasn't held her own in the episode, but the fact that she had this hero moment that came true of her just, like, knocking in, like, getting all the pegs ready and getting them set up. And it was this big come-from-behind victory for the best team, Savage Crew. Yeah, it was good. I I think this this was, like, the potential of what the show could be. It was, as you said, it was, like, the grandest challenge of the episode. They had to pull, like, a train cart. It was out of the box, something that wouldn't happen in normal life. It seemed something that was actually tough to do. If anything, I would have liked them to have to drag it further. But, well, yeah, this so easy because they're tough. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just, it was so good. And then we kind of even got that, like, survivor moment where they were pre-strategizing, like, everyone was talking about what they were going to do, like, okay, we're going to put this person as our team captain, and they're going to 
sort of direct us and do this. And then we saw a little bit of the fallout. Like Linda was the captain and she's like, well, I'm going to step back because I don't know everything. Like, I'm not going to tell someone to do this because I don't know what they're, they're doing. And then people are like, oh, why is she not saying anything? And the other team was like, she's doing really well and she's telling us what to do. And then, like you said, Michelle had a purpose. She like her role. She had a role. And I think I think Lynette said something to that effect. We're like, these are our muscles and these are our brains. And we're going to sort of blend it together and make it work. And it, and it did. And like I like the exciting part of pulling the actual train car is mm. so ridiculous and so stupid, but so perfect. Like it makes it a reality show challenge. And like this was uh a great challenge in an otherwise terrible episode. <laughs> yeah, I think definitely by Country Mile, the highlight of the episode, and then downhill again. And this was the one part of the episode where it felt like it went quickly. Mm. I thought this challenge, like, it didn't lag too much. Uh, it, I Like, I don't know. I don't know if they cut bits out or they just showed it exactly how it happened or whatnot, but it felt the flow was okay whereas everything else was way too long and needed to be stopped and this was also less annoying when uh, dirty hands had to like finish strong and finish it off it wasn't as annoying as seeing every single person have, have to finish it off when there was no point to continuing on yeah like it, it didn't feel like uh they were it was relatively close and and the challenge mm. was not like uh super long challenge where we had to watch people stack 24 whatever's like and we're getting multiple cuts like it was just one take they cut out a lot of excess filler and then they all right they finished like it was it was good and as a reward the team wins two thousand dollars each or each person on the team wins two thousand dollars so savage crew is up two thousand to dirty hands nothing um i don't know I'm very curious to see how these team challenges impact the show going forward. Will the winning team get in- invincibility or immunity? Mm. Or is it just for money and you could be eliminated despite winning the team challenge? Yeah, it's it's a weird mechanic. Uh, but I suppose it's the, the only thing that kind of works if you're going to keep everybody in the show. There's got to be some incentive to help your team out. So I'm okay with it. I just feel like it could be handled better. Like, and it wasn't explained too well. And like, is this like originally, and like, is this part of like some sort of kitty, like the mole, like they're building up to potentially leaving with $200,000. But I'm kind of glad that this is on top because 200,000, obviously a lot of money, life changing for these people, but compared to other shows, it felt cheap. Yeah, and uh, this is not Australia. We pay taxes on our winnings mm. here. Yeah. So like they're not getting two hundred thousand. They're maybe getting a hundred thousand at that. And I think one thing that I'm interested to see as well is like the role of an eliminated contestant. Do they have the same responsibilities as someone who's still competing? And and if there is like a, a immunity or whatever for winning, like is there some like strategy that could be sabotage like could Lynette like throw the challenge so that she could get someone she doesn't like out or something like that Mm. I I mean I don't know what the benefit for her getting someone out is but like is there some sort of strategy in this as well maybe that's just where I go like strategy for reality tv but like Mm. I'm wondering what 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 could happen here 
Like, I'm thinking, too, like, is there a reason outside of just the team challenges that we're keeping eliminated contestants back? Like, immediately my head head goes to, like, is there going to be some re-entry challenge at some point, which is explains why we've kept everybody in the cast in this show. I just think it's, it's cleaner and more interesting if... The, like the way it works is the team challenge is basically for immunity then the losing tribe does their whole <laughs> sounds familiar <laughs> it just like it, it makes sense it, like I suppose that the money should be enough of a, a reward for winning it but I was just like team savage they they came savage crew came team from savage. behind <laughs> They like won the challenge. They got two thousand dollars, and now one of them's getting sent home. Yeah, because both of like, them are in the bottom. Like, there's no merge. There's are we going to get team shuffle? Like, uh, it just they should have all been immune. Team dirty hands should have had their little coal shoveling thing, and then gone to their final two overtime challenge. I just that like that makes more sense as a mechanic to me rather than these team challenges are for an extra two thousand dollars, which I'm like, just pay the people what some sort of appearance fee and be done with it. You got to one of my questions. Is there gonna be a buyback challenge or um <laughs> Lynette has the chance of coming back in to win the two hundred thousand dollars? Can she clock back in? Definitely. I feel like they can use their money. The team that Team Team Savage Savage Crew can you can use your money to to buy back it. That's how it should have worked. You can opt to spend money to buy an eliminated contestant back into your team for the team challenge. Or or you like if you have money, you can get an advantage mm. in that sort of elimination, like whatever the coal equivalent of the coal challenge is in future episodes. So like Oh, I'm really worried. Like, this isn't my challenge. I can't move this coal. So I want, I'm going to spend my $2,000 and get, uh, you know, an advantage. Yeah. I, did, I, I think, yeah, there just needed to be more of a, a consequence to losing the team challenge more than like, okay, I, I didn't win $2,000, but I'm still in the, sh- like, I'm still in the show. There's no penalty. I've got a one in 12 chance of, of going home. Like that should be cut down to, oh, okay, I'm in danger. We lost the team challenge. I've got a one in six chance of going home. We'll see. Maybe this was just sort of a premiere thing and maybe the rules were changed each episode. Maybe That could be more exciting than if we get this again. Like maybe there is a, something special to winning the team challenge in future episodes. Like you get an advantage or, or mm. something like that. Like you could make it like work with like pick some blue collar term that works similar to overtime and punching in for immunity like is it like uh you've got annual leave or like a roster day off <laughs> just like make it work somehow that the winning team is immune from going home yeah they have paid vacation day <laughs> workers comp i don't know yeah. something <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like there's like the roadblock, the detour. Like, what mm. is the equivalent for this? Union picnic day. I don't know. Something that works with the theme of, of blue collar workers, even though that would go against like the whole premise of the show that they're working hard twenty four seven all the time. They never take a day off. But like, you they could spin it somehow to make it seem okay. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on the cold challenge, or could we just skip that? I think this was another one where it just. It needed to be grander. I was fine with them just shoveling it in, but like 
change it up so they're on like a mountain of coal. Like just just up the scale and, and the drama a little bit rather than on this platform and they're shoveling coal and they're all missing the thing. And, <laughs> and all, like the fact that all it is is don't finish last in either one of these heats, like what's the point of... I don't know, like timing them for like so-and-so was the fastest. Who cares? They didn't get anything out of it. The, the fact that like it was the loser from each heat was also weird with the fact that they were timing. I'm like, should it not just be like the two slowest people just have 12 going all at once instead of two heats? Yeah, I feel like there were more grand, amazing race challenges. I could like picture like a mountain of coal and they have to like run over, shovel it up and then run it back. Like that's even more physically. Mm. There have been more physically demanding, amazing race challenges than there were in the show. The, the one good thing about this was I was glad that they made it like a, a body weight thing. Because when I, when I saw this challenge, my immediate thought was like, uh, Mich- like Michelle's in trouble here. So I'm, yeah. I'm glad that they kind of had some way to sort of level the playing field whether that actually works as level or actually is a, a big disadvantage to people who are who are heavier i don't know but like it was nice that they tried to to make things more even i mean i feel like that's something they always try to do i mean survivor challenges try to be fair on height and weight and things like that sometimes but yeah i mean glad to see that michelle just wasn't first out or or one of the big guys lost because he had to do something ridiculous extra or something like that so Mm. fair glad to see it was fair (laughs) yeah and just like the fact that we're getting the rules of who goes home at the last 10 minutes of the show uh did not make any sense to me like i wish that we had gotten that at the beginning when it feels like at the end of every work day, someone's going to have to clock out. Like, why can't they just say that mm. at the beginning of the show, not at the very end where it's like, all right, now you're going to clock in now that we're like an hour and something into the show. Now you're all clocking in instead of the first thing you do is clocking in. Mm. Okay. Just uh, so many things. I just wanted to like go in there and be like, fix us, do this, do this. Mm. Like, and and like the clogging in and clogging out as much as it's lame like i liked it because i'm like this fits with the theme that you're going for it's it is cheesy but people can relate to it you're, you're building up like it just it, it worked but i agree it should have been at the very start of the episode like you're on the show like clocking give give people there if you're going to do this big thing where you were showing everybody auditioning give them their clock-in passes at the auditions or make it seem like they got them at the auditions and it's this big moment where, like, feel like reveals, like, here's your pass, welcome to the job site. I don't know, just, like, they could have played that up more. Yeah, here on on the U.S. Big Brother, I don't know if they they still do it, but they give, like, people the keys to film this, like, cheesy, like, intro. Like, I'm this person, this is my job. Like, they give Mm. them a key to the Big Brother house and they're like, oh, my God, I'm on Big Brother. Like, that could have been like, oh, my God, I'm on Tough as Nails. I got a clocking in card. <laughs> yeah. Like, that could have been more exciting. Like, even if you don't give it to them pre-season, just do it at the beginning. Like, the first thing you're going to do on the – you do it at your job, you do it here. We're going to clock in. Like, like I get, like, why they don't do that on Survivor. Like, <laughs> you get the torch at the Tribal Council. Like, I get that. But, like, you don't need to do the same – formula here where you get the the card at the end of the episode or something i don't know it just didn't work mm-hmm. but yeah like the the mechanic of the clocking in card works so well with the theme of the show it works so well with these people like they understand it the audience target audience will probably get it so 
how it works. Just do it at the right spot. The overtime challenge. Did you the worst challenge? Best challenge? Definitely not the worst. And elements of it felt good. I, I liked the, the the push cart things. I think that's like a, a nice blue collar, uh, physically tough challenge. Something that I feel like you could see in the Amazing Race. The whole like untying the tools and bringing them back. I don't know. It it felt really. And I think this will potentially probably be my problem with this show. It felt uneven and, and and i don't want to say unfair but it like it felt like unfair and like we got luckily we got some drama in like this the second leg of it um but like this could have been a real blowout imagine if it had been like i don't know michelle and danny are going up against one another in in like this challenge i it felt like it, it wasn't well planned in terms of as an elimination challenge, no. I think as a team challenge where you pick like a hero person to do it, yes, it works, but not as these two people are going head to head and the physically weaker person is bound to go like in this type of challenge. I did like that there was some, uh, you know, sh- switching of, of who was in lead. Like, you know, first mm-hmm. Young was in the lead and then he couldn't untie one of the things. And so, you know, Lynette comes in and starts winning are starting in the lead and then everything so i liked that there was like difficulty and obviously like the mechanic of them pumping the cart and then just flying past where they're supposed to go was kind of funny so like, i appreciated that i think that there was some some good in this but not 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 really knuckled yeah and and, and like once again we get like the big oh, she's going to finish and she's doing it for her kids, blah, blah, blah. Uh, she's not a quitter, which, like, we like we know by this point, nobody in this show is a quitter. You've got to finish everything. Finish strong and them all, like, running out. Like, you could see it happening a mile off, them all running out to go cheer her on and then they were going to push her back in. She, no, don't touch the cart. And that moment loses, like, I'm not going to enjoy it anyway, but, like, maybe certain people do that moment loses all its credibility when it's like Lynette you've got to punch out but you're still on the show and you're still in every like team team challenge like there's no it's like yeah you can't win the $200,000 anymore but you can still win $2,000 in every team challenge like there's no big dramatic moment to people going home because they're still on the show it's not like their dreams have been crushed I, I don't know just it's it's for me, it like it cheapens the show and takes away from the experience when it's like you're you're still in this in in some sense. And then if we do get some sort of buyback in challenge, then like again, it like cheapens it even further. Yeah, um, I'm interested to see what some of the future challenges will be. Like if it's going to be, maybe there's going to be a situation where like everyone's up for elimination, and so they're like doing a twelve or ten person overtime challenge. Like, what are what are they going to do? Is it going to be this head-on-head challenge? Like, it's is. I'm just curious to see what the the new, you know, future challenges will be because of this. But I feel like that's it. I don't know if you have anything mm. that we didn't get to because there's probably a lot. It's a long episode. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember anything else. Yeah, I mean, Phil. I think Phil does an okay job, but I feel like he's not doesn't have a whole lot to work with. I mean, great to have Phil back, right? Put it. Yeah, like I'm, I'm happy like that Phil's back on TV. But I, but you think with this, 
it kind of shows even more just how much he shines on like the amazing race. Yeah. I don't want to say it's, it's it's not too much fuel because I feel like I would never say that, but it is just the fact that like, he's just standing there commentating these really long challenges where your commentary is just so-and-so's now in the lead. Oh, look, he's taken three bags of concrete. Wow, Lee, he's 100 years old and he's still going. Look at those calloused hands. Like, there's just not a whole lot that I don't think anybody could do to make it great. And it's that thing that I said before, the fact that it's such a feel-good show of building people up and everybody's a hero. Like, you, there's no element of the, like... So and so falling behind, pick it up, dig woman. There's 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 none of that, which is would make the challenges at least somewhat more interesting, and the commentary would work a lot better if there was that. Yeah, so many things that we want to fine tune, and I hope that it'll improve because I think there is some promise in some of the stuff that we saw. I just hope that it gets better with the future episodes and less focus on the premiere of it all and it's more so just this is the challenge it's what they're gonna have to do and 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 it's a little bit more regular like i'm so, sure there's certain people who love it and if you're in the target demographic i'm sure if you're a blue collar worker then you you probably do love this show and you can really relate to it but like for me it was just too long too many challenges too much of the same sound clip from five six seven different people and and nobody that i could relate to on the show and nobody who was having like a tough time if i want a show called tough as nails and i want to see people struggle and maybe I'm, I'm hopeful that we'll get that later on but for a premiere i think things should have been tougher so that we could have seen somebody like break at a moment already yeah, I'm I'm hoping things get tougher so that we see that because I think that that's what's going to be really exciting to see, you know, to have happen. But what would you uh, rate this episode? <laughs> I think I'm going to be in it. I wouldn't watch it again unless I was forced to. But I do think, despite the fact that I've been there, I think there is potential for the show to be better and get better as it goes along. I don't think it's like immediately a write-off that you shouldn't ever watch any more of the season. I'm kind of keen to tune into the next episode and see what changes and what the core mechanics are of the show. Uh, I don't know what to do. I'm a little torn. Um, Cause I feel like my initial thing is like, maybe rent it, but you're like, right. There's so many problems. Uh how close were you to renting it? Not at all. Look, I was thinking about it, but then in my head, I'm like, every reason I had for renting it was like, oh, like some things could work. It was like based on like the premise of what the show could be rather than what the episode was. So then I was like, if I'm thinking purely based on the episode, it's a bin. All right. I'm with you, Ben. Uh, I, we gotta, I think that there's potential to be a good episode. Mm-hmm. And I think that we can get a, a a rent, maybe even a buy, depending on how good in future weeks. This just wasn't it, especially for a premiere. I was mm. a little let down. I think too, like there, there's potential in the cast, the interesting characters. Like, I mean, my favorite Carol from The Walking Dead, Michelle, is great. 
and then I think like Lynette was a good character too, and I suppose that's one good thing that she's she's still in the show. Um, and I like Young's interesting as well. So I think casting wise, they've done a decent job, but it's just that thing of everybody's very much the same. Yeah, I, I, if I close my eyes, I'm not sure I would know who's uh, talking, <laughs> but uh, we'll see. We'll see. We will definitely watch the next episode. I don't know if we'll recap the next episode. Uh, I don't know how long the season's supposed to last. It's supposed to be 11 episodes because there's 12 people. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if there's exciting new episodes to come. I guess if there's an epic episode, we'll talk about it. But uh, we'll definitely be here for the fina- uh, finale, wh- whenever it is. So stay tuned for that. And stay tuned for our Total Drama Island coverage, which you can hear now regularly, hopefully, <laughs> being released regularly. But yeah, Jared, thank you for being here for the Tough as Nails. Uh, thank you. It's been uh, interesting. <laughs> I hope you didn't get a callus uh, in this episode. I did it, and no calluses from from writing down notes either because there wasn't a whole lot of positives to write down. Yeah, you didn't get a cramp, so no, it doesn't no. count. But yes, uh, we will be back at some point in the future, so stay tuned for Tough as Nails. episode from the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as find out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at the Oz Network. Thanks once again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time.